Welcome to the Whiskey and Coffee Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Durden. And we've been friends for over 20 years, and we enjoy sharing stories while drinking our favorite drinks. Whiskey for me. Coffee for me. So let's get to talking. Durden, what are you drinking? Sir, I got my Lavat Italian roast coffee today. Ooh, Italian roast. That's yeah, nice. strong. I needed it strong. I had one of those weeks. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, what are you about you, sir? What do you that, got? Uh, I haven't had one of those weeks. I mean, I had a busy week, but I, it mm-hmm. definitely wasn't along those lines. So I'm just enjoying a little uh, Makers and Coke here to nice. get my uh, getting this show rolling for us. So, nice. but yeah, uh, yeah, you had a uh, relatively rough week, as it were. Uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. I mean,. Just, well, let me. Well, like a, let yeah, me let me this. tell you this. You tell the story here. Well, let me do this first. This. I want to yeah. thank uh, my grandmother passed away last Monday. I want to thank everyone on social media, all my friends, family, coworkers who reached out on social media, who texted me, who called me, who checked on me. It means more to me than you guys know. It means more to my family than you guys know. So thank you all out there who checked on us, who sent food, who sent condolences, who sent flowers. It was great. I love you all. Thank you so much. Um, she had been sick for a long time, and we knew it was coming. It wasn't like out of the blue or a surprise. She was 87. And, you know, she's had health issues for a while. Like I say, we knew it was coming. Um, but, dude, it's just been one of the – this week feels like it's been like 25 years. Like it happened – they called the family in so, last Sunday at like 7 or 7.30 – and she passed away at like 7 a.m. Monday morning. Yeah. And this week has just felt like forever. Like, dude, it's just been bang, 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 bang. But it's just been one thing after another, after another, after another. And there was some family members that made this difficult situation more difficult than it should have been. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's with every situation like this. I don't know. Um it seems that way. It really yeah. does. When when a family member dies, especially if they're a, you know a patriarch or matriarch of the, of a family, when they pass away, it, it seems like it somehow brings out the worst in people. You know, as well as the best. Yeah. But it's like people just kind of forget to take levity in the situation. Like, did someone yeah. died? But, like, let's take a minute here. Yeah. Like. My grandfather wanted to get rid of everything immediately. And then some of it was him grieving, some of it was just him being him. Uh, like the Hearst wasn't even, like they came and got the body. The Hearst wasn't even off the street. It was like two houses down. It got out of the driveway, went two houses down. My grandfather looked at all this. We were all in the front yard. And he goes, All right, let's clean out the house. We went, Wait, what? <laughs> we were like, You want to do what now? So. I mean, I, I'm just guessing it's his way of processing this thing or some something. Of that is, I guess. Some of it, dude, part of that was that, and part of it was just him being him. Yeah. Um, and then he got upset. People were bringing food in the house, and we had to explain to him that's what people do when there's someone dies. Yeah. People bring food in the house. Like I went and bought stuff Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning, just because I knew there'd be people in out in and out of the house all week. And he got upset, and I was like, and we were all I had to explain to him, no, people are going to need food. They're going to need coffee. They're going to need water. They're going to need this. They're going to need that. They're going to be 
because we didn't know at that point who all was coming and who wasn't, you know? Right, right. And, and generally, the idea behind that is so that the grieving family doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to worry about meals. Yeah. While they're dealing with all of this, they have food yes. there that their friends have brought for them that they'll be able to eat off of for at least a yes. week or so. Yeah. But, like, we had to talk to my granddad about not throwing stuff away. <laughs> go on and throw food away. We were like, no, granddad, we need that. Yeah. But I don't need it. Like, it's not for you, granddad. It's for everybody else. Right. So, just little things like that. Uh, but overall, everybody was okay. It was fine. The funeral was good. The services were nice. Good. Um, uh, you know, as well can be expected. Uh, our friends in Orlando sent a bunch of food from Carrie Hilliard's. If you know that restaurant, if you're from town, and dude, I guess they sent it from the south side location because that was the best Carrie Hilliard's I've had in years. Well, it's probably, I mean, I think that's where their main location is. I think it's the okay. south side one. Because usually I get the one on Skidaway because it's just close to the house. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's the oldest one, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. You think that would be the main one. You, but I think lying, the but... main one is the one on the south side because I think it has the biggest facilities for them, too. Like they can okay. cook a bunch of stuff yeah. and they, their banquet stuff comes out of there. Yeah, I know their banquets are out that way. Yeah. But no, nah, that was very good food out there. The carry here, so we take away for that, dude. Their green beans are amazing. I got a whole tray. Of, <laughs> I still got two trays of green beans and macaroni in the refrigerator. Got so much damn food. <laughs> got a, so much damn food because my grandfather didn't want any of it, and so we took it all home. I'm not gonna have to cook food for like a week. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you, everybody. Thank you, sir. You reached out a lot. You checked on us a lot, and I appreciate that. Of course. But thank you to everyone else. Um, and, you know, we're, we're making it. We're okay. We're good. Everybody's fine. Now we're going through her things. Right. She had seven jewelry boxes. Oh boy. So we're going through jewelry to see what was, you know, you know I guess like, decent. What was real and what was fake because she wore a lot of costume jewelry. It's a lot yeah. of, you know, real jewelry. So we're going through jewelry boxes and clothes now to figure out what's you know, what's if anything's worth take anything, stuff or, to goodwill or yeah, yeah, take stuff to goodwill yeah. or you know, throw away or see if we can. I guess with the jewelry, we would take it to a pawn shop or something and try to sell it. I, I'm not sure, yeah, but we're still looking around. I had to, I had to order a, a magnifying glass to look at the jewelry <laughs> because the magnifying glass on my phone, the app I downloaded, drains the battery too fast. Oh, wow. So I got a magnifying glass. So I had to get a today. legit one. <laughs> yeah, I had to get a real one. So I got one of those coming today so we can go through boxes and boxes of jewelry. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. And clothes and pocketbooks. That's, and... that's just something you don't think about until you have to yeah. do something like that. That yeah. We accumulate as people. We accumulate really? so much shit. Absolutely. Just junk everywhere. Dude. I, like, my dad has pointed it out many times at his house he just goes, look, I don't, I don't envy you guys. You guys are talking about me and my brother. I don't envy you guys because when we die, y'all gonna have so much shit to go through in this house yep. to figure it out. And I'm I'll like, ah. And they just keep accumulating shit. And I'm like, could y'all, could y'all chill on that for a minute? It, she had 200 pairs of socks. I counted. Why? I have no idea. Does she never throw a pair of socks away? Does she, she apparently <laughs> she never threw anything away. Oh God. Uh, she had like a you know those little cookie tins. She kept one of those, and we just opened it. It was just pens and literally just scrap pieces of paper with nothing on the scrap pieces of paper. I 
I don't know. I'm sure it made <laughs> sense to her, but it's... I'm sure at the time it made yeah. sense. But <laughs> good night. It's a bunch of that. That's we've said that a lot the last <laughs> two days. I'm sure it made sense at the time. Yeah. You know, I'm sure uh... when she did this. It, it made there was a reason there was a there was a yep. there was a cause for this to happen a, but man it's a lot of stuff like that it's a lot of stuff like i don't understand why this is here but okay sure you know <laughs> we're finding jewelry in her chest of drawers where her clothes were we're thinking like she would open it and go to get some clothing and the rings would fall off or the bracelets would fall off so we, we found a lot of that purses Mountains of purses, mountains oh, of God. pajamas. My mom has mountains of purses. Yeah, there's a there's a thing. There's an entire closet full of just oh, purses. Dude, I, I'm up to I, I counted thirty seven so far. Why? I don't fucking. Know. And the only one worth a damn. She's got a small coach purse back here. That's the only thing I've found. I haven't looked them up yet. I don't know. I don't know purses. I just know like the major designers. You know. Right. Right. But like. I gotta look those up to see if there are any value of any kind that we can, whatever. Right. And just tons of clothes, tons of clothes. So that's what we're doing this week. That's what I'm doing this week. Man, that's uh, that's a fun that's a fun tale there of just woe <laughs> and pain man, like and, said, and and just what the hell? Went as well as can be expected, <laughs> I guess. You know. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if you can see. You see the blanket back there? I That's do. My grandma's quilt. Yes. I got my grandmother's quilt. So nice. That's a good, I have it on get, my chair. A good old fashioned yeah. quilt's always nice. Dude, I love a good old fashioned quilt. Yeah, absolutely. But apparently, this is the one that uh, she made years ago, and when I when she babysat me at the house, I would sleep on it. Nice. I Full circle it, now. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna keep that. I gotta nice. clean it up. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, my week wasn't anywhere near that adventurous. We were just busy at work. That's what that's yeah. why we came down to. That's but not a bad thing. But that's I mean, not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it helped uh, keep me distracted and whatnot. Yeah. From uh, any real world problems going on, because yeah. woo wee. But uh, yeah, so now that we got our, our our talk of death out of the way. I apologize, but no, seriously, thank no, you. No, not at all. Don't apologize for it. It needed to be said. Um, yeah, yeah, but I thank you all for reaching out. Absolutely, no, no, and I don't mean to diminish it by saying our talk no. of death, but it was no. what it was. So, uh, with a hard pivot and a, and a non, yeah, there's no real transition. There's no, there's no segue <laughs> out of this. So, um. I guess. Speaking of death, did you see the Tennessee Volunteers get their <laughs> <hat>? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I did. <laughs> I did. And I would be, I would be lying if I didn't say that I was at least a little worried early on when their their offense marched down the field on the first drive. Yeah. I mean, really unimpeded just right yeah. down the field and scored yeah. and i was, was like hurry up offense man we mm-hmm. weren't ready i'm like okay let's let's see what let's see what we do here um and of course we answered and then they went up 10 7 and i was like all right now let's and then we proceeded to just yeah. it was like our defense just went you know what fuck this i'm tired yep. of this yep. and just shut that shit down 
Now, didn't we have some illnesses? Wasn't there some stomach flu? There was a stomach bug apparently going around that took some starters out. Yeah. Um, that didn't help. And then the thing, I mean, every time, especially in the last like decade, when we've gone to Tennessee, it, it it becomes this this goal of trying to get a win and get out healthy. We end yeah. up players end up just like it's like a battlefield. People just start dropping on that yep. on that turf, and it drives me insane. Yep. I don't know if any other team has these problems, but it, that's the way it feels when we play Tennessee <laughs> at Tennessee. Yeah, that we we just get this slew of injuries, and hopefully, it seemed everybody's was relatively minor. Right, and thank God that we have Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech next that we can ease up a bit with some of our, our starters here. Yeah, I think I think they said that Kirby says you can let the fans come on the field and play. Yeah, like yeah. Charleston Southern, we seriously our starters maybe play the first quarter and call yeah. it a day. Right, like and then go ahead and let the backups start playing. We should be up by it like twenty one or twenty eight to nothing. And then yeah. let the rest of the guys go out and play. Yes, yes we're we're Charleston Southern getting paid to lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Unlike uh, Samford, who apparently didn't get that memo. Yeah, that they were getting paid to lose and made Florida actually try and play football. Exactly. Florida's <laughs> I, like, what the fuck? Play? <laughs> you guys are supposed to lose. What happened? It's like, did the check not clear? What the Dude, fuck? I'm. I just. I don't know how the hell. Dan Mullen can have a job after that, after that game. There's no way. There's no way he he should still have a job. And for him to sit there at the press conference afterwards and go, you know, that's disrespectful to our players who went out there and played hard to win that game. And I'm like, no. What's disrespectful is your team allowing 52 points to a sub-tier team that just came in and was waxing the floor with you in the first half. You're the goddamn Florida Gators. Act like it. Exactly. Jesus and Christ. We have no love for the Gators, but still, we got to respect their. We got to give them a little bit of respect. They are the Gators. They're still the damn Gators. They are. No, you know, right? You can't let Samford come in there and do that to you. No. Oh my God! And then in the end, they still gave up 52 points to Samford. It was ridiculous. They had to beat him, what was it, 70 to 52? 70 to 52. You only, yeah. you only beat Samford by 18 points. Yeah. 18 points. And you had to come back to do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. If the final was 18 to nothing, would you be that happy about it against a team like Samford? Yeah. You know? Like, exactly. I would not be happy about that at all. Nah. At all. No. I would lose my mind. So, yeah, that's, that is. That was some garbage, um, absolute garbage. But our guys went out; they handled their business. Yeah, I'm a little like meh, pissed or whatever about them scoring that late garbage touchdown. So that oh look, yeah. we scored 17 points on you. I I'm like, eh, okay. If that's what you want, that's that's, that's the that's moral victory. You through the day, you gotta. Yeah. If that's what's gonna get you through the day, let's do it then. Yep. I never cared about stats, though. I just fuck it. Like so, wins a win, bro. So like our points per game. Well, it's because our defense is just stupid. They're just so stupidly good. Like they are historically good. 
and no one has scored more than 13 points on us, you know, yeah. and then obviously Tennessee just scored that late touchdown with like less than a minute to go. So they scored that touchdown. I was like, eh, well, there it is. You know, it's just one of those things that's like, all right, well, that monkey's off the back. Moving on. And uh, our points per game will go up now from whatever it was, like six point. You know, I'll just throw a bullshit number. I think it was around this, though. Like 6.3 points per game will now go up to probably like seven point something points per game. Right. And then we're going to play Charleston Southern, whom we more than likely will shut out. Yes. So our points per game will go back down to where it was. Yes. And we'll probably do the same thing to Tech. Yeah. So that's in the end. I'm like, eh, you didn't fuck our stats up really that nah. bad. But if that's but the like, little cherry that you need to, to get you up in the morning, then fine, Tennessee. Go ahead and do that. Exactly. But I'll say this. They're going to be they're gonna be fucking hell to deal with here in the next few years. Yeah, they are. They were, yeah, Heupel has yeah, them are. playing some damn good ball right now, yeah, and it's yeah. only his first good. season. Yeah, they look good. Um, that offense is going to be a pain Tennessee's in the ass. Got promise. Yeah. yeah, Tennessee got a lot of promise. Yeah, so like, I, and I'll I will welcome it. I want teams oh, yeah. in our division to get stronger again. I don't I don't mind yeah. blowing these guys out, but on a regular basis, I'd like it to be a, a slugfest. I'd like well, it to the, be the blowouts are just boring to watch. Like. Missouri right. was a blowout like last week. And oh God, Missouri was. Boy, <laughs> fuck, wait. There's no point in me watching this. We're killing it. What? It's basically just the them throwing the football to each other in the end zone at this point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Rachel and I watching that game, and she was just like, "I think it was in the third quarter," and she was like, "Oh my God, there's another quarter," and yep. I'm like, "Yeah, that's one of the worst yeah. parts about these blowouts that get out of control." Way early, yep. you realize there's another quarter still. They need to, to make go. a mercy rule. Like if it's uh, forty-five to nothing in the first quarter, the game's over. Right, it's done. Let's go home. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you know, seventy to fucking eight. Yeah, let's let's get out of this. You right. guys can't. There's no mathematical way. If there's no mathematical way for a team to come back, then you should just be like mercy rule. Yeah, you know. Let's just get out of this, and 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 so no one gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. Rest up. But then you'll get somebody like Auburn who just blows a 28 to 3 halftime lead and loses. Yeah. <laughs> Gets yeah. outscored 36 to 3 in the second half and loses, man. Yeah. I just Well, that's why I said no no mathematical way. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, no that was fun. That was fun to to whoop up on Tennessee, but they definitely got oh, us thinking trouble. for a little bit there. Be trouble. They are down the road. They're going to be. They are going to be trouble. One of the commentators said, like, no team has been able to line up correctly against Tennessee all year. I think. Yeah. Because they're they're they were just going so fast. Yeah. They were going so fast. They didn't even have time to do replays. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were cooking. Trouble down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one of those games you got to specifically scheme for, man. You're going to have to be smart about how you're playing. And once yep. he gets him, and once Hypel gets himself a, I mean, even that backup quarterback who's a freshman could be like the legit quarterback for yeah. them. Yeah. It's, mm, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be something else. So, yeah, they're going to be hardcore, baby. Yeah. So, uh, I guess to uh, finally get to the crux of this entire podcast, because that's what I'm going to label it as, is I 
uh, watched the other day a movie that had been people have been demanding that I watch, uh-huh. yourself not included, but yeah. um, there yeah a bunch of friends have been telling me to watch the harder they fall on oh, Netflix yeah, the Western, the Western yeah, I that. on Netflix yeah, I watched that I watched that the other morning yeah so I figure we review that for the uh, finale of okay. this thing that way people have to hang around to hear that. <laughs> Wait, was it, wasn't, there, wasn't there another movie we talked about? Unhinged? <clears throat> oh, yeah, Unhinged. I watched that the other day, too. Yeah. 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 Yes. All right. Well, then we'll throw it out to the audience. What do y'all want to hear us review? Unhinged or The Harder They Fall? Cast your votes now. This isn't live, <laughs> sir. How are we going to know? <laughs> The harder they fall. All right, here we go. All right, hey, thanks Damn, for participating, everybody. Damn, those those people went quick. That was a quick. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing audience yeah, of ours. I didn't realize it was an interactive podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> New technologies. Hey, that's great. So, right, the harder they fall. The harder they fall. Uh, came out on Netflix, I believe. It's a Netflix original. Yes. Uh, Western with a predominantly uh, black cast, which you don't really see in Western. All black cast, wasn't it? No, they had they had a remember <laughs> when they go to that white town. Oh yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. literally white. white. Yes. Oh, that was wonderful. Everything was whitewashed. Everything yeah, was, like, was washed out, and it was beautiful. I thought that was so well done. Oh, oh, and the and the soldiers on the train were okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay. it was just like I loved every second of that. I was, I was like, wait, that's way on the nose. Everything that was way on the nose, man. <laughs> Everyone's all polite and smiling, and and just like, we gotta go to the white town. We gotta go to the white town. <laughs> <laughs> Completely white. Everything's white. Everything was white. Damn. I okay. loved. I loved every bit of that. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, I did. I it had elements of a spaghetti western in it. Um, especially the revenge tale is very spaghetti western, and uh. The rest of it felt like uh, Tombstone, where it didn't have to be authentic Western, but it had all the flavor. It, it was like actually a better a better comparison, like a uh, uh, Django Unchained kind of thing. Yeah, like I got that. it um it had that modern feel to it for a Western. Um, it wasn't like super slow paced or anything like that. Like a lot of older Westerns can be. Um, I thought the cast was fantastic in it. Uh, I mean, to me, Idris Elba can do no wrong. Um, I thought he did. I thought he was a great heel. Uh, especially his, his kind of not the first scene, but his entrance in the, when they're busting him out of, uh, out of prison, out of the, uh, the box that he was in. The vault, yeah, vault. yeah. When they were, but when they broke him out of the vault, and he's, he's like, "Who knows how to drive a train?" And he's, the one guy raises his hand, and he just goes, "Everybody but that guy," and then just okay. unleash hell yeah, as he's yeah. walking in slow motion through it. I thought that was just beautifully done, cinematic, just art. It was so well done. Um, I enjoyed the soundtrack to this movie. The soundtrack was, very was good. really cool. Um, Thought it was really well curated and whatnot, and and it was cool. And and also, I didn't realize the director. Um, I should have had his name in front of me. 
uh, I can't remember if it's James or Jason something or other. It's spelled odd because it's British. Um, but he's Seal's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, the That's singer. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's Seal's brother. Let me get That's his wild. name right because he is really – yeah, James Samuel. That's his name. Uh, James Samuel. And – yeah, he, he's supposed to J-E-Y-M-E-S. That's why I couldn't remember exactly which one it was. Uh, but, yeah, he is he is Seal's brother, and he is he just, I don't know, man, this kid's got talent. I say kid, he's two years older than me. But he, um, I think he's got real talent as a filmmaker because it was real. I thought it was really well done um, for a modern Western. I thought it was very well done and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a lot of good character building, good character actors in it. Um, I had fun with this with this movie. I liked it. Uh, I didn't like it as much as you. Um, the fight scenes in the shootouts were good. Uh, I didn't think it needed the revenge. I thought either do the revenge plot or the money or the robbery. I didn't think it needed both. Um, when the dude, the guy was like, I'm the fastest gun in the West. And the other guy was like, no, I'm the fastest. And they won't let him prove it. But then he's doing that monologue and they shoot him. I'm like, you killed the baby face. You didn't give us the payoff. You know? You know what's funny is I wanted that. I wanted exactly that. Did you? The, I wanted this, the I, No, I wanted the, I wanted the kid to sit there because he acted cocky the entire time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think he is fast enough. I think he talks a, a game like that, but I don't think he is fast enough. Right. And I think it was actually, surprisingly, a more realistic take that the guy would just be like, fuck this. Oh, no, it was and realistic. And shoot him uh, while he's sitting there trying to, while he's doing this dramatic countdown yeah. as he's prepping a single bullet in there with the guy's name on it. Yeah, but, like, I just wanted to pay off to see which one did it. I don't care if he died. Yeah. I don't care if the guy shot him. But you wanted, wanted to see to if they, they actually did if the actually fastest. Do it. Yeah, because that's where they booked it. Yeah, they booked it as, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a duel, and the dude just says fuck this and shoots him like, you killed the payoff. You yeah. know, like well they get well it was really more of a swerve because it ends yeah, up it that that Cuffy was, was actually the one who was the fastest as they had said or as she had yeah. said earlier, right? Um, and that she was actually the fastest, and then she ended up proving that in the end. It was a it was a good western. I I thought. I didn't like the acting as much as you did. I didn't think I thought people either tried too hard, didn't try enough. Regina King was good. Well, yeah, I mean but Regina, I was, just like I mean to me, just like Idris Elba, Regina King can do uh, no wrong. She's in he, a, she's in like a class. His, I didn't like his performance that much. I didn't think he tried enough. Oh, like, I, I thought he was great. I thought he was nice and cold. I, I think the only thing that I didn't like in it was was the ending, was yeah. the twist of we're half brothers or whatever yeah i didn't think that that was needed for the film I, right. for, for the for the the end there for uh for nat love to you know shoot or to, to take his revenge yeah. i didn't think to me it did feel like the that that Elba was tapping out, like his character was, was Rufus, Rufus Buck, Rufus. that he was essentially giving up, that he watched his, 
you know, essentially his gang gets slaughtered in front of him. His money blown up, his town, you know, probably going to clearly they would have turned against him. The people yeah. who lived in Redwood would turn against him. And he just tapped out. He didn't go out. He didn't go down without a fight. Uh, or I guess he did go down without a fight. Um, and I, I was expecting, I was expecting something more either dramatic or satisfying for Rufus Buck's death, but I don't feel like I got that in the end. Um, but I thought he played a nice, cold, controlled, calculating villain uh, in this film. Yeah. Um, and they definitely left more mystery to him than than they exposed. And I think that also goes back to like the ending of this thing. It was like, okay, well, here's some motivation and stuff for him. And I was like, I kind of don't need it. Yeah, I kind of like I, I kind of like not knowing his backstory. Oh. I kind of liked that um, because you got it, you gave it to me right out of the gate with his, the gold, like that opening scene when he kills the Reverend and right. you got me out of the gate that this dude's a bad dude. I get it. I don't need the sympathy angle from him. Well, and until he was an outlaw and outlaw just killed randomly anyways. So, right. You know, you know, so I, I didn't hate it. I mean, it was a, it, overall, it was good. But- yeah. You know, there was just some things that, you know, I thought didn't need to be there. I yeah. thought, you know, one of those deals. But I liked it. You guys should check it out. Everybody yeah. should check it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check it out. I mean, I know we spoiled all through this, but that's what all our reviews are. And if you didn't know that going yeah, into I mean, it, that's your fault. Well, and the, um, the damn movie's been out a couple of weeks. So yeah. everybody. Yeah. Go, but yeah, check it out. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um yeah. It, it definitely has those Tarantino-esque elements in it. Absolutely. As well as having some spaghetti western kind of feels to it, too. So that was kind of cool. I thought they did a good balance in it. Um, And then, I mean, I guess we can quickly and briefly segue. I don't know why briefly. It's not like we have a time limit on these. Yeah, there's no time limit here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, then there was, uh, and then there was Unhinged, as we had talked about earlier. Yes. Um movie that came out i think last year during the pandemic i think it was like the last theatrically released film before Before the the the, the, before the shutdowns okay um so clearly it bombed because it came out and then it came out and then nobody could go see it um right so i uh, so for those who haven't seen it yet unhinged is a movie about a a uh, single mom who is being stalked and harassed by a guy due to a uh, road rage incident. And there you have it. So. Yes. Bro, he took this thing to a whole other level. Oh, man. Yeah. So. Brother. The, the film. Like the opening of the film. When he, like, it sets the tone because he breaks down what I assume is his wife, his ex-wife's door with a hammer, with a regular hammer, bashes the door in. Yes. And then I guess his ex-wife's lover, like, comes running up like, hey, what's going on? And then you don't see this. You hear it. He proceeds to beat him to death with the hammer. 
which makes it even scarier because you yeah. don't see it. You just yeah, it. you just hear it, and then he beats his ex-wife to death with a hammer. And then it's like, and then the next day, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Did he burn the house down, or was that? Yeah, like- no, that's right. He did. He burned the house down. Yeah. That's right. He did. He burned yeah. the house down as he drove away. Yes. Um. So he's having a bad, yeah, a know, life. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I feel like it's a few days. Yeah, no. Um. And you know, justifiably, this this he's parked at a green light, and this lady's behind him. And she honks her horn. She does a long honk. Yeah. And he doesn't move. And she does it again. People honk at you. And he doesn't move. And so then she drives around. And then she gets stuck in traffic. And then he pulls up next to her while they're both stuck in traffic. And starts talking to, like, her, her son in the backseat rolls down the window and starts talking to Russell Crowe. Who then proceeds to lecture them about the courtesy honk, like just the tap, like, you know, to like kind of let them know. And that it was rude for her to hold the horn down. Yes. And she was like, well, you were stuck on, well, you would park. You didn't move as it were on a green light. Like, of course I honk my horn. So he apologized for not moving and then told her she needed to apologize for using the wrong honk. Yes. And she was like, go fuck yourself. And that was, and then from there on, this movie just takes off. Oh, dude. And it's just Stocking, this, this rampage. murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, Russell Crowe just goes on a rampage, rampage on this. He was an outstanding heel. He was, he was like the shark from Jaws. He just was this killing machine. Dude. I mean, it was nuts. It he is was pilled it, up too. He was taking pills every three oh, seconds. Yeah, yeah. He was pilled he up like crazy. Pills, like crazy. And I swear, I don't know how much weight he put on, but Crow had to have put on fifty to sixty, seventy pounds. He does that, man. He, does he that was too. massive in this yeah. movie. And not I mean like fat massive. He was not jacked. Like he looked uncomfortable. Yep. Like his face was always very red, you know, yep. and in sweating. Like he looked like he was gonna have a heart attack. Yep. Um, it was, it was. So th- my best comparison to this movie is this movie would have been a great grindhouse movie. Yeah. It was like a B movie, a B horror film that somehow got an A list, you know, budget and star. Like the concept is very B movie. And the way it was executed was actually very B movie, but very slick. It was very glossed, uh, you know, glossy and whatnot. It was really well done. But it would have been a perfect kind of grindhouse movie. It, it reminded me of Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh God, that's a good one too. Yeah. 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 It reminded. I got that from it because like, dude just went off for like a minor reason. Like, yeah. Brother, you're gonna ruin your whole life over that. Yeah. I mean, clearly he ruined his whole life when he at the beginning, but no one knew that. Right. Like, no one's supposed to know that. Right. Did they ever figure that out? I don't remember. Did they ever like? Did it ever come back that he killed the the wife and burned the house? Then he down? killed his wife, his ex wife, and whatnot. No, and I don't think they ever explicitly say that it's his. Okay. But you can infer that it was because yeah. of when he goes and talks to the divorce lawyer. 
you know, yeah. and how you know, the men always get fucked over in this and whatnot, yeah. and then, you know, I think you can infer that that's what happened at the you. beginning. And I think that's what they say in, like, the Wikipedia and stuff. They say that that's his, okay. his ex-wife and whatnot, but I don't think it's ever explicitly. I don't remember it explicitly okay. yeah, being said in the film. Said, but it's been about a month since I watched it. Yeah. So. But it was. I just I, that we found it. Yeah, like, I didn't know what it was. I was just looking for a movie. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I turned it on, and just watched it randomly. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, I would recommend it to people. I know, like some people categorize it as like a horror film, and it's not really a horror film. Um, but there's some horrific shit that happens in it. Um, but it's kind of more a little action based and stuff like that. Psychological. Um, psychological thriller kind of thing. Yep. Um, and a thing I do like in it is, for the most part, I don't think the the character psychology was good. She like the 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 lead character, she wasn't making stupid decisions as the movie no. went on. That this movie very easily could have fallen into those tropes, but it was like, as I'm watching it, I start thinking of the same thing. I'm like, oh, but you should call the cops or whatever oh but you don't have your phone because he stole your phone well you gotta do this so you got you know and then like every step of the way i was kind of making some of those choices too and then seeing the consequences of those choices yeah. which i thought was pretty cool so it was kind of smart in its way like that i thought that was pretty neat so yeah i'd recommend that unhinged is available on prime i think right now i think it's on amazon prime I don't remember where I found it. Yeah. I, just ran, like I, said, I randomly found it looking around. I wasn't specifically looking for anything. Yeah. So I think that's where I think that's where I watched it was on Prime. So go check yeah, it out on there. And The Harder They Fall, you can check out on Netflix. So yeah. It's number eight. It's number eight in the country right now. Nice. Nice. I, I just know that because I was looking at Netflix this morning and, and noticed it. <laughs> and noticed that that's where it was. Yes. So it's still trending because, I mean, it was obviously higher oh, earlier yeah. on. So it's doing a good yeah. job. So... Well, that's good stuff, but I think that's going to wrap it up for us uh, this week. And uh, we'll try to do better next time, guys. You know, thanks for hanging around. <laughs>